Welcome to the Dropping the Ball podcast. As always, I am Jordan with my brother, Ethan. What's good, E? Hey, how's it going? Uh, you're Jordan, by the way. You didn't say your name. Did I say that backwards? Sorry. I'm a little... It's Sunday. I'm dyslexic. I can't help it. What did I say? I said it wrong? You're just like, you're just like oh, welcome to, the, welcome to the podcast. Uh, this, uh, is, this is my brother. I'm welcome to my brother. Oh, so you introduced me. <laughs> my bad. Um chose that song because we were dancing last night we had some serious fights going on a three title card bout starting with israel versus what's his last name which a lot of people thought mr israel was going to be the new two division weight class champion he had the fight and then he kind of like blew it with the last two rounds. Well, there was a couple of things. So I started watching sports center this morning. Cause you know, Natty likes to wake up at five o'clock in the morning on days off. So was watching sports center. Of course they were talking about UFC and that fight started off. First round was like a very toss up round. In my opinion, I didn't see where at each one of those guys there. It was a very feel out round, you know, then the second and third round, I felt Israel won. The second round for sure. And then the third round, very good possibility. So let's say it was one, one, two, and three are won by Israel. Mm-hmm. So right. it's two, one, right? Then the fourth round comes and he starts to, he starts to wrestle. He starts to wrestle. And now he's got him on the ground and he totally dominated the fourth round. And I think that was a big turning point because Jan was, he should have been doing that from jump. He has the weight. You could see how much bigger he was than Israel Jan. Yeah, he had more, uh, he's like more top heavy. Like ridiculous. His whole, uh, his shoulders, everything, his head, his head's like a block. It's like a legit cinder block. I was sitting there going like, (laughs) why, why isn't he just wrestling more? Then finally, he started to wrestle. Then in the fourth round, clearly won that round. All Israel had to do, in a lot of people's opinions, because they said that he won one, two, and three in a lot of people's opinions, and that Jan had only four, and that he would have to knock him out or submit him in five. Jan just mute. He didn't beat him up. He didn't maul him, but he controlled the round. Yeah, he got the points. Yeah, he didn't do enough. Adesanya didn't do enough to take the title off him. You know, in a decision. And I think that's 100% right now. Even though it, uh, I could have won, a, what, like 200 bucks? Yeah, and we could have won. A I had everything. I just I had, it went to decision. and then We'll get to that. We'll get to we'll get to the we'll get to the big boy one we had. Um, so then. Like you said, he Israel didn't do enough to win the fight, to win the championship, because that's normally the rule of thumb is a guy beating a champion enough that in a decision, did he win the fight enough to take the title off of him? Of course. And, you know, they apparently they said that that fifth round, they gave Jan it 10 to 8, 10 to 8, 10 to 9. Now, if a fighter wins a round 10 to 8, that means that he beat the living crap out of the fighter. Yeah, he definitely didn't. And he didn't. He controlled the round. He scored points. He got take he got takedowns. He was scoring with leg kicks and then he was just pretty much he was I wouldn't say he was mauling him on top, but he was just scoring points, head punch, rib punch, up and down, up and down, you know, Correct. keeping busy on top in the in in the half mount and then all of a sudden like fight ended and they said that 10-8, two points. 
in that fifth round. That's a lot of points. I agree. I don't know. I don't know if it was. It it was a tough one. I don't know if 10-9 changes the outcome. I didn't see I didn't see all the cards. I just saw them talking about the fifth round on two judges because then Dana White came on later and he started ripping the judges. And he was saying he he wanted he wanted Israel to win. Well, no, 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 not just that. He said, I don't have a quite I don't doubt that Israel lost the fight, but he said 10-8 in the you know, 10-8 is that you got your ass kicked. Like that you got 10-8 because the, the ref didn't stop the fight. So they they score a 10-8 in that case. He said judges should not be giving out 10-8s all the time. He said he sees more 10-8s on scorecards than any any time he's ever seen his entire life in the UFC. I don't know how that's even possible. Yeah, that was but that 10 possible? but 10 but 10-8 is big. That's a big number. That means you kicked the shit out of the guy. And he didn't. Not in that fifth round at least. He didn't oh, he didn't not. he didn't kill him. He did not kill him any round. I just thought he like he definitely controlled point wise. That fight was like a Floyd Mayweather fight. Just score points. Not looking to knock out. Not looking to get him out of the way. Just score points. And I think that Jan was trying to fight Israel's fight in the first two, maybe first round and a half. And then he said he switched and he said, you know what? I'm going to start fighting my fight. And he did. And Israel was in great shape. He was not huffing and puffing. Jan was all over the place going, you saw him breathing like all over the place. And then the whole fight turned into just Jan just dominated. Not, I don't know. Dominate is not the right word. He controlled the fight. It was a good fight. It was, it was entertaining, you know, no real big uh, upsets or anything like that. Uh, There was, we'll go into the, that, that, that Yan, uh, the Peter Yan fight. But uh, first that, Amanda Nunez is the baddest woman on the planet. And it was insane. He dad, our father was watching the fight with us and he saw this girl walk in the ring and he goes, this girl's, this girl's afraid. And I was like, ah, scared. I mean, she was six, six feet tall. You know, she was not no, no tiny girl. And here she is. And then all of a sudden Nunez walked in and she's got that smirk. That smirk would be perfect for for professional wrestling, by the way. Like the like when you see the smirk, she just snaps, kind of thing. Yeah, you know how cool would that be? That'd be cool. And he, you know, she was just Megan Anderson. That was her name. Six feet tall, longer reach, longer everything. And she didn't. I don't even think she landed a punch. I don't even think she landed a, a, a kick to the leg. Nunez just mauled her. That's mauling. I mean, she won by submission, but she mauled her. She got oh, her a couple she, times. She, she shot her. Yeah, she shot her, and then bang, that was it. She had her. She had her leg around her neck in a triangle and around her throat. Then she took her long ass arm, put it behind her arm, <laughs> and just started bending it. And you saw yeah. this girl go, "Oh God! Oh God! Oh God!" Yeah, out immediately. Yo, and that was it. Shit was over. Nunez was bad last night. Just like you know what, this is gonna be. She best, saw it. She saw in blood in the water. She saw blood in the water. She saw that girl, and she said, "You know what." This this is gonna be a quick one for me. She didn't even she didn't even get touched. She could fight next weekend, no problem. Easily, easily. That's the one thing. Like with a lot of these fighters, I wonder. Like, does she? I mean, no. There's no really, and there's nobody really for her to fight right now. She's beaten everybody. Yeah, so, I couldn't even tell you who's next. Right, I, there probably isn't anybody next. 
but it's going to be just starting started over again. It's well, like, I like I what she said in the in the post thing that she said to Joe Rogan. She said, Dana, call people from other companies. Bring them here. Bring them here. I'll fight them. Like, that's good. I mean, it's cross promotion. I don't see why Dana White would be against it. If like another promotion's top fighter who, let's say, is 15, 16 and 0 or 16 and 1 or whatever, came into UFC and fought Nunez, it's great for that company. You know, why not do it? Yeah, and you're getting new faces. Get new faces, and there's no one. It's not like it's not like they'd be skipping over anybody, mm. right? It's a, they they have a they have they deplenished the field. Who is she supposed to fight? She's not going to refight people again. She busted Cyborg. She busted Rousey. She busted Tate. She busted Holly Holmes. Now she busted this girl last night. Like, come on, there's no one left. She's going to have to fight a man. <laughs> what if she fights like the featherweight, a dude? Nah. You get killed. <laughs> that's like know. the that's like the tennis question. Like if the worst, the worst player, male player on the tour versus Serena Williams, and they always say that the man would win because he's just so much stronger and the ball is just coming so much faster. Sure. I mean, I could see that. Then of course there was the let the the first ch- title fight to start the night which obviously ended in major controversy. And that was Mr. Alajamin Sterling versus Peter Yan. Fight was not bad. Fight was going really well. Jan I think Yan Yan had the Yan had the fight won. The fourth round, the fourth round was basically over too. Yeah. It was only it was 30 just, seconds left in the fourth round. Correct. And then what happened was Sterling was on the ground on his knee. The referee said I, I don't, I don't, I don't remember his exact words, but he said like, okay, break, break, break down, like down or something. And apparently Peter Jan's corner was saying, hit him, hit him. And I guess he, okay. And what's a fighter's reaction to see a guy's head down to either to punch or knee him. And he need him right in the freaking skull, knocked him on the ground. He was out. There was no way they could have restarted that fight. If they would have restarted that fight, it would have been, there would have been, the whole world would be on fire right now. UFC world would be on fire right now. Probably, yeah. But the controversy is, is that they took the title off Peter Yan, and now Sterling is the new champion. And Sterling, Dana White, so he won by disqualification. Dana White put the title on him, and then Peter, and then, excuse me, then Sterling took the title off and left it in the ring. Mm-hmm. He had his interview with Joe Rogan, which was kind of surprising. And Joe Rogan said to him, hey, you know, like, what's the deal? And he, you know, Sterling was F-bomb this and very upset that this is how the fight's ending. He didn't want the title like that, which any fighter with any kind of pride doesn't want to put the title around their waist in that kind of fashion. And Dana White already said there's a rematch. Don't know when, but it's going to be a rematch. I mean, that's with the controversy behind it. That's probably the main event. Like a no contest. Yeah, I don't. Well, it, yeah, they're gonna have to change the rules with that. That the title somehow, some way, yeah. Some, I mean, it's it is a disqual. No, what should happen is WWE rules disqualification. That's what I just the belt. Say, yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't hear that. Part. Hands on the yeah, title. doesn't change hands. Like the belt stays the same. What should happen is is that it should be that the next fight automatic is a rematch. rematch. Yeah, automatic no, rematch. There's that. no waiting. There's no nothing. They start training for the next fight. Yeah, but who knows how long Sterling's gonna be out for? He took a. He took a car crash to the head yeah it was that was that was that was a freight train 
of a kill knee. someone like that. Hell yeah, you could. Listen, you could get killed in a UFC ring. It doesn't course, matter. It doesn't course. matter how. But that was up. But if you're down, uh, of course, the number one rule is protect yourself at all times. But if you're down and you have your knee down and your head down and you're not looking and that freaking knee is coming at you and you're not ready for it, it's getting it's that's a different hit, I feel like that you're getting hit a different way. Like when you're stand up fighting and you're fist to fist, your your mind, your brain, everything is is set on being bam, punch in the face, bomb uppercut, boom, hitting the body. Mm-hmm. When you're down like that, you're kind of and you're not looking, you have to think that your mindset goes, okay, this guy's got to get off of me now and I can stand up and get restarted again. That freight train of a knee came through and it probably shook him where he didn't even know what the hell hit him. I'm surprised he even knew he was in a UFC ring <laughs> because if that's a normal person, that's you're, you're sending that person directly to hospital. You can get oh, small. Yeah. You got to get smelling salts for a person like that. He was, I mean, he was alert, but he was, you could tell he was messed up. He couldn't fight anymore. He can't nah, fight anymore after fight that. Anymore. He was, they were trying, but if he, I think if he had like another, like 20 minutes or so, maybe, but yeah, but you can't yeah. stop a fight for 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, that's that's adrenaline gone. You're cooling that's, off. Yeah. You're yeah. Cool you're off. that's, there's no way you could do that. I just like 20 minutes later. He's like, Oh, I could fight again. You know? Like, oh, I'm sure that's a fighter mentality yeah. though. That's like the crazy. Once you like, once you like, you know, we're, we're off a little bit. Yep. I think just, it's a shame because again, Jan was winning that fight. Yeah. He but, was going to win. He was going to keep the but title. It wasn't a bad fight. It was, you know, it was good. He definitely had it won though. Jan definitely was winning the fight. Yeah, but it was definitely fun. They were they were hitting each other. Yeah. They were cut, you know, clean shots, big shots. I it would have been a nice fifth round because I think you would have saw Sterling really attacking Jan. You may have saw some big blows coming in, possibly a knockout. Not on Jan's side. Jan would probably connect somehow, some way because Sterling, you could see, was very sloppy the whole fight. And that's why Jan was scoring on major points, but. I would have liked to see what the, the cards were. I don't think they I don't think they released them, but the cards would have been nice to know where they were at the judges because it would have been I'd like to know how close it was if Sterling maybe did steal around from him or not. So if it was 2-1 going into finishing the fourth and then it was say I guess it would have been 3-1, so Sterling would have lost the fight on the cards, but he would have known that he would have had to knock him out. And it could have made for, you know, some wild stuff going on. Like a really wild fifth round. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Snoop Dogg uh, gif. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But that was a good fight. It was good. I got to tell you, though. These late fights are rough. The only thing I don't like about it is when you have three title fights, you know, they're all five you know, rounds. Five rounds. So, it's like. Yeah. 25 minutes at least well it's probably it's it's more than a half an hour of fight i mean the nunez fight was over in like what, right three minutes but still it's but it's it's a lot you know if you like if you like last night we had everybody over and we're eating and stuff like okay you so you start eating at seven o'clock you have a couple of drinks you're watching right, you, you know gotta start, you gotta start the party later yeah and then like 10 o'clock and you're first getting the fight on two non-title fights first, then three title fights. One o'clock in the morning came around like forever. And you're just like, oh my God, man, this is long. They had 17 fights yesterday. Yeah, well, they have the the, the pre-prelims and then they have the prelims and then they have the main card. Joe wrote, they called the whole card. Joe Rogan, who, DC, does. and what's what's the other guy's name? The color guy? Well, he's no, the play-by-play. The play-by-play guy, I mean. Uh, TJ, something I don't know. Oh. So they did all 17 fights. 
that's insane. That's a lot no, of fighting. They always do that. The knockout of the night was that punch in the prelims when that dude hit him with that right hook, and you mm-hmm. saw like his jaw like totally just yeah, go just... go left to right and it's down. See ya. They ref jumped in on that right away. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. The refs, I feel like I've gotten very good at knowing when a guy is just done. But it's it's not. It's hard sometimes because guys like they won't show it the right way. So, do you think that what's more devastating? So, hear me out a second. Do you think the more devastating shot is the shot that knocks you, mm-hmm. or the shot when you went down and here comes a freaking hammer coming down on your head? No, it's the fir- I think it's the first one. The hammer, the first shot, like, right? The hammer is just like whatever. You're out already when the hammer comes, but it's just it's an unwarranted hit that of course you know you're not your brain doesn't need you're already knocked out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just like it. Yeah, it's you, like, try to, you try to not let them get those extra hammer. Hammer. I mean, it's dangerous when you're a ref because if you're if you're if you're the ref for a heavyweight fight, say Lesnar and Overeen or something, two absolute monsters. Right. And here comes like Brock or or either or is knocked and and their bodies are just all that weight's coming down and they got this rock on the end of their arm coming down and just boom, just absolute meteor to the head. <laughs> like just I, like that's got to be a that's just you're knocked. I wonder what the effects are. Because that's a you know, that's a free shot, technically not free. But if you hit somebody and they're knocked out. And then here comes the hammer shot. That's all your weight, all your power coming down and boom, hammer fist right to the head. Where if <laughs> you're punching, yeah, right. But if you're punching straight up, the guy like, you know, he knows a punch is coming. It's just a matter of where it's landing. So, but that knocks you out. That's got to be a wild feeling, man. Have those lights turned off. Oof. Getting choked out too, and well, choked out you can kind of stop because if you're if you if no, but if you know neck, you know those guys that are just like gonna say like just getting you know choke me out. I'm not tapping. I'm not tapping, right? Well, but let's say majority, not the psychopaths that are like that. But <laughs> if if the majority of guys know once they're tagged, like yeah, like they're no they're they're, out, they're, yeah. they're tapping right yeah, away. Wants, they're like, fuck that. Get, he wants to be knocked sorry, out. Sorry yeah. to curse. Yeah, no, uh, that's got to be ridiculous, but. The getting your lights turned off, like like when what's his name, the kid, uh, uh, with the fro, the running knee kick. Who was that? Holloway, that knocked out Asker. Was what? that Max Holloway that knocked out Asker with the with the running knee? Right, the fight was over in three seconds. No, that was Masvidal. Masvidal, that's it. And uh, he knocked it out, and with the running knee, that was. I got to tell you, like. One of the craziest things I ever saw in my life. Cause that dude talks so much trash and he just ran up and dropped the knee right on his chin. See you later. Good night. You didn't have to hit him again. It was over. Yeah. It was, it was a pretty quick fight. <laughs> pretty quick. Yeah, ben Asker think- versus Jorge Masvidal. Ben Asker. And that's it. Yo. And you have to think that the bell guy was probably like, sit like when it started, like he's probably sitting there going like, whoa, like just get ready to sip his coffee. Like, all right, I got to touch this thing for another like three rounds. Get ready to sip his coffee, relax. And then boom, there it is. Fights over. Oh, crap. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> I think that's just one of those. Do you think a fighter is afraid of that? Nah, I think they're prepared for it. Are they prepared for it? Or they just say to themselves, it's not going to happen to me. 
I mean, they're going to go in the mentality with I'm not getting knocked out. I'm not, of course not. But, but I'm just saying, like, is, is the fear, like, what's the fear for a fighter, you think? Well, you got to think guys that are just like keeping their chin out there to like get smashed up. Like, you know, they don't care about getting knocked out. Right. But I'm just saying, though, but you know, what, people that are really protecting and like, you know, got their face, you know, yeah, you could tell they're a little more cautious with it. Do you think a boxer has a stronger chin or a UFC fighter has a stronger chin? Mm, I guess it depends on what you're training with. I Because I think a with, boxer. With MMA, if you're training mostly with standing up and boxing and yeah. kickboxing and all that stuff, you know. I think a boxer think, has a stronger chin. Of course, because that's all it is, is just punching the face. Well, also, just look, just look yeah, at it. It's like, it's like yeah. only like a portion of the. Of right. The, but my, my, the, reason the, why I, the reason why I say that is because I think you look at it. How many fights go to decision in boxing? And then how many fights don't go to decision in UFC? Mm-hmm. I mean, also I, double the amount of time, though. When was the last time you watched a fight, a boxing fight? That was like, okay, it didn't go to decision. Very rare. Like that you see that knockout that ends the fight in boxing. That's you, in UFC, it happens. You know, you have the well, submissions yeah, that obviously yeah, happen. Yeah. But, you know, the, the clean knockouts happen. On, if there were 17 fights last night, I don't know how many ended in knockout, but I'll bet you a good portion of them did. Yeah, the earlier ones maybe. Right. Like I didn't, we didn't watch those, but. It definitely could have been easy, not you know, knockouts that are just okay. Fight's over. See you later. And obviously, a UFC fight is not as long as a boxing match. Yeah, I was but, say it's about the boxing is usually about double the amount, right? Time. But still, it's just. By the way, and five rounds for a championship fight—it's a lot of time. Yeah, it is. That's a lot of rounds, man. But that's that's why you got to prove it if you're going to win by decision. You can't just do it. But you could rounds. see you could see though that fourth round rolls around. These guys oh, yeah, are just fourth round shot. Rough. They're shot. They're off by the fourth. They're round. shot. And then but, they get that last burst of energy for the fifth. Yeah, because you go back after the fourth round's over, and you go back, and your hype guys just like, "Let's go, man! You got one more. Let's yeah, this go. Is this is it. This is it. This is it. You got five minutes. Let's go. Let's go. And you're just like, dudes, just like, oh, let's go. Then they throw three punches and they're like, oh, God, there's four minutes and 50 seconds left. <laughs> My arms are so heavy. <laughs> My arms are hurting. I can't move them. But, you know, that's, that's, that is what it is. So we got the All-Star game tonight. So not too much to talk about. It's a much different All-Star game, obviously, because I just, of COVID. Got, uh, I just got word that uh, Embiid and Simmons are out of the All-Star game. What, they COVID? Were near, they were near someone that had COVID, that was exposed or mm. some, something like that. All right. Are they replacing I don't know. They were both on the same team, so I don't know what the deal oh, is. Oh, God, that team's going to get so – Embiid was on the other team, right, that we were talking about last night? Not on the good team. Yeah. Oh, they're going to get smashed. I don't know what team Simmons was on. Simmons is old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it's a little different this year, obviously. So they're doing the first half of the All-Star game. Then they're doing the three-point contest and the slam dunk contest, right? I, well, no, I thought I thought all everything's that, happening before and slam dunks just happening at halftime. Oh, is that what it is? I didn't. That's I what didn't. I think. That's what I'm pretty sure is happening. Oh, okay. I don't. All right, look it up while we talk. Last I heard, but yeah, that was that was the initial thing I heard, but I don't know. It might have changed. I love the all uh, the three-point contest and the uh, slam dunk contest. The skills challenge can take a walk. Like, it's it's cool to watch, but it's not, you know, it kind of loses its luster after the first go-around. It's not like anything changes after the first round. It's always, it stays the same. And they do, like, a knockout pool after that. 
but I do like the three point contest. It's fun, especially when you got really good shooters in it and they're score, they're shooting, they're shooting, shooting. And it's, and it's also of the best one to put some money on too. You could just throw, you know, throw five, 10 bucks on, see if one of your guys hit and it's, and it's worth it to take the underdog because chances are they're going to like, you're going to see an underdog get hot and win. It says here, uh, the all-star game starts at eight, but the three point contest arrives. And this time is set for six thirty PM mm-hmm. for the game itself. I got to tell you, are, would you be opposed to them doing it like this forever? Or do you think that all-star? Nah, I think it's stupid. I think they like to get the whole weekend out of it because you get the, they get people to pay, buy tickets for two events. What if you do see, I'm cool with this. They should do the rookie sophomore game and then the three point contest and then do the slam dunk contest and the all-star game. So do Saturday that the first two Sunday, the next two. Wait, you the rookie saw sl- so, the rookie sophomore game mm-hmm. and the three point contest on Saturday. Nah, I yeah. like that game. They play it on Friday. It's I like, so stupid. I, I, I like the game also, but you, you, I don't think you should really separate the slam dunk and the three point. I think they go hand in hand. I understand they go hand in hand, but I'm just saying. I think when when no, crowd, I think once, I think once everything's back to normal, we're getting the, the Saturday night. Oh, I'm I'm sure stuff. what I'm saying. And but then hear Sunday's me out. just going to be the All Star. But hear me out though. I think though they run out of content. When it comes to the all-star game on Sunday, they're just re-showing and re-showing and re-showing stuff like over and over before the game comes on. You're just exhausted already. Like I can't even watch anymore. But then if they do these slam dunk contests before the all-star game, that gets the crowd hyped up. Everybody's hyped up. And then the all-star game comes on. I think that makes it more fun. And then you could do the three-point contest and the, and the rookie game on Saturday, do the three-point contest in the rookie game, slam dunk contest in the all-star game. It breaks it up. People are exhausted by the time that slam dunk contest comes because they had two, like the three-point contest is great, but then the, the, the skills challenge is boring, man. I'm, I don't like the skills challenge. I don't know about you. No, I always liked it. I just think that it's like, you know, it's kind of lame. Like they're running an obstacle course. They should yeah, change it. But they should change, they do always it, change it. No, they don't. Do you think one year they should do just for fun? They should do like a knockout contest. That'd be cool. Yeah, it would be real cool. I love that. Could you imagine? Probably like take too long because everyone just keep making shots. Yeah, everyone but just keep all making it takes, the jump shot. But all it takes though is one one ball. So if you're shooting one ball to bounce a little high, and then that guy hits it. Bang! See you. You're out. You know. Mm-hmm. It's really, it happens often. Yeah, I love knockout. Fun. Knockout was the best. Yeah, knockout's a fun game. That was great. The only thing that stinks about knockout is that you had to have two balls and nobody ever had two balls. <laughs> <laughs> and then you never had enough people either. Like yeah. you play like after four, yeah, you need good. like, you need like 10. Yeah. 10's fun. Yeah. 10 heads. Like if you tried to play with four, it's over so fast. You're just yeah, like, oh, yeah, it's over in like five minutes. Huh? Right. Not even. But if you got 10 guys and you could keep playing them, man, it's good. Good exercise game too. Yeah, you got to run. Like starting and going, starting and going. Knockout was great. So let's talk about who we think the for the NBA, the awards would be if the season ended right now. Yeah, the halfway mark. The halfway mark. So at the beginning of the season, I would have said no to this. But right now, I may change my mind on the MVP of the league. And I hate to say it, but... James Harden might be the MVP. 
Uh, yeah, he's definitely in there. Is it? Do you have any anybody else that you think would? I mean, he since he's come to the Nets, he's been an absolute monster. Steph Curry, that's my guy. Steph Curry's good too. I mean, that's a good pick. I just think he that put that team on his back. Yeah, but Harden is doing this without Durant. He's got Kyrie though. Well, a lot of guys have a second player. Not like Kyrie Irving though. Speaking of the Nets, you think Blake Griffin's going to go there? Yes. So Andre Drum- Drummond. No. I think one of them. I think one of them's going there. If not both of them, who knows? I would have to think they could get Blake Griffin on the cheap. Yeah, he's made so much money over his career. And you need, and you need him. Ring it. He just wants the ring at this right. point. And you need just one year out of him, or half a year actually. You just need him to be healthy and play. Yeah, and if he's healthy and he plays, it might turn into like you know get him get him signed to a two year deal where he's like you know not getting paid a lot. But can he be the guy that they need? to get rebounds and play under the basket. I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> he, he's probably going to have to he's going to probably sign somewhere probably this week, you know, during the, the break, sure. you know? Yeah. I have to think it's going to be this week sometime, but so that's my, I, I got to say I'm, I'm liking Harden. Joel Embiid though is, is very, very, very close to that MVP. LeBron, LeBron also. Yeah. LeBron's, you know, LeBron's always going to be in the talk. 25, but... eight and seven. But the the seventy sixers are he nothing without Joel Embiid though. From, from three point two. I understand, but the the Sixers are nothing without Embiid. Of course. And his numbers are stupid right now. Yeah, he's really good. He's he's having his best year of his career easily. But then rookie of the year, I hate to say it. Oh, it's hands down Lamelo Ball. It's right now. It is nobody touches him. Nobody's touching him. He leads in every category. I can't. I I'm in shock. I know he's big. I know he's got great handles, but his shooting is way better than I expected. And he knows how to get to the basket and he knows how to pass the ball. I mean, they're going to be in the playoffs because of him. Yeah. They may make the playoffs because of him. I think they're in first place in their division. I mean, they're still under 500, but, you know, still first place. (laughs) It took Lamar Ball three kids to get it, but... He finally got one that's good. Lonzo's good, man. Lonzo's, Lonzo's good not numbers. good. He's got good numbers. Eh, I don't like I don't like Lonzo. Just because you don't like him doesn't mean he's not a good player. I don't think he's a good player. Yeah, his numbers say different. I don't think he's that good. Even Zion saying how good he is. That's because Zion's that sweetheart. <laughs> Zion's just nice. No. He went to Duke. Boy. He went to Duke. When do you ever see Duke players talking trash? Except for Kyrie. But he doesn't even count because he played like three games. GG don't talk trash. Yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. JJ Reddick's probably going to be the best three-point shooter ever to not make the Hall of Fame, by the way. No, he'll be in there. You think so? I don't think. You think he's going to make the Hall of Fame? He's, he's, he's just playing. He's solid. He's a solid player. Yeah. I don't know about that. And he stays around. He's but then again. But then again. Also. But then again, uh, Mo Cheeks is in the Hall of Fame. So. He's also one of the greatest. He's one of the greatest college basketball shooters to ever live. JJ no, Reddick. I get it. Uh, he's he's a great college player. Period. Yeah, but he might go in just for his college stuff. Well, that's into the bad. basketball hall. Of fame. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the same thing. Is that there? When we went, we went to an NBA Hall of Fame and we went to a basketball Hall of Fame. We went to the basketball Hall of Fame. So that's for that's everything. True. That's what it seemed like to me. So if like a high school coach, if they said, "Oh, you know what? We're putting a high school coach in the I basketball Hall of Fame." Oh, okay, that works. I'm, I know that. I'm. That's very you know, not a, exactly the greatest example, but I'm just saying like. Like if they took what's his face, the St. Anthony's coach, Bobby Hurley, they took mm-hmm. Bobby Hurley. We're like, you know what? We want to put Bobby Hurley in the Hall of Fame because he's like such a 
quintessential, like you know. Saw, I feel like we saw stuff. I'm like pretty that. sure we saw high school stuff in there somewhere. You know, they were also and they were also redoing some of the parts of it. Also, yeah. Then coach of the year has to be my guy, Tibbs. Okay. Well, it's either going to be him or Quinn Snyder from the Jazz. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's. Where. I guess that's. I, if if the Knicks finish at a five seed, they. But I would think the Jazz finishes a one seed. No, I get it. I'm just you saying. Gotta give it to them then. Yeah, but the Jazz had a good year last year. Yeah, but still, just, I understand. But I'm just that, saying. Look at how tough the West is. I understand, but the Knicks were not even supposed to be in any kind of contention this year. Yeah, zero. I mean, they don't. The Jazz don't really have. You know, they they they're just a bunch of. They're just a bunch. It's like the Detroit that one year. They're you know just a bunch of guys. Just a bunch of guys. They found them on the street. Brought them in. Hey, you want to play for the Utah Jazz? They have the six man too. Who are the Jazz? <laughs> the Jazz have Jazz have the six man. Jordan Clarkson is the six man. Who's the most improved player in the league? Julius Randle. Julius Randle. It's not even a question. And Rudy and either Ben Simmons or Rudy Gobert, defensive mm. player of the year. Oh, defensive player of the year. Okay, how does it blow your mind that Ben Simmons doesn't shoot threes? Well, he does. He just he doesn't make it. Just to make him. Yeah, but I don't even think he shoots more than two a game. Hmm. I, he may not even shoot one a game. Hmm. I mean, I I appreciate that he doesn't do it because it's like I, I'm not a good three point shooter. The crowd goes nuts when he hits them. I know it's crazy. I've seen a couple of those videos. I think the over unders for him are like zero point five. <laughs> He's yeah, got to make one. Yeah, I think I'm, yeah. <laughs> just make one. I would take the under every game. Yeah. Ben, just take one. Right, because he may not even shoot one. Yeah. He might even shoot one. And then he only shoots him if he's wide open. Wide open, open, I know. He'll never take him if he's being contested. It's Mm -hmm. very rare he does. You think Randall is traded if they keep winning? Uh, I think if they get a good enough deal. I just... They have so many draft picks, though. It's like, what are they going to get for him? Like, they... they, It's kind of pointless now. They got lottery. It's lottery tickets. That's what they got. They have lottery tickets from Porzingis, and they have they'll have lottery yeah, tickets have, from they, Randall. I think, they have, I think they have like two or I think they have two or three first rounders next year or something. Yeah, but what stinks is now they're they're decent. They're not going to have a high pick. So like what you know like, I guess you're so adding you're gonna, depth. Still going to get a top twenty five college basketball player. Yeah, sure. Or if you, you draft know, them right, or or a European guy that you won't yeah. see for three years. He's going to be great. We'll tell you in twenty twenty four. Yeah, I think they're probably going to stay away from the European players. I just think that if you have, I if you have the assets to make the, I mean, not for nothing, if they make a trade for Randall, that just gives them a lot of trade equity to make a move in the off season. Can you say Carl Anthony Towns? I'd love that. I think that's the guy. I, I love that. Because Tibbs, Tibbs <clears throat> coached him before. I would love for Towns to be on this team. And I could see Minnesota doing that because they're looking but, like they're going to get the first pick again. Yeah, but you know what, though? And get that I don't contract, know. That, get what, that big contract. What do you there. do with Mitchell Robinson then? Unless Mitchell Robinson's in a trade for him, for Towns. Oh, I think he would 100% have to be in the trade. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, man, I'm not opposed to that. If you give me Noel... Towns, Barrett. Yeah, I think Barrett's the only one that's going to be he's like untouchable on that team right now. I think that's the only guy they won't trade. I think they really like him. Milikina's playing pretty well lately too. Yeah, Frenchy. 
Frank. But he's not a, I don't know. He's Knox is a bust for a first round pick. Uh, amazing. Like, I can't, I don't know. He was, I don't know. He, if, was he Kansas? No, Kentucky. Kentucky? Yeah. Kentucky? What a bust. How do they, how does this team not draft? They're like the Jets. They just, they just can't get guys right. It's amazing. I just can't get like, why? I mean, Tibbs doesn't play him at all. He only gets garbage time. He's the seventh pick. He's the seventh pick in the draft. But they were talking so high of him. He is only 21 years old, though. Right. They were talking so high of him at the beginning of the season. And now he just doesn't play at all. I just think that it's one. he's one of those guys, like, he's got to play. 21 years old. I mean, I know Obi's coming off the bench, but he's 19. I don't, I got to tell you, this might be, this might go against what people think. I don't know if Obi Toppin's going to be like a legit player. I think he's going to be like one of these role player type guys. What do you think? It's too early to tell for me. I mean, he's very young and he's a rookie, obviously, but he's got a He. Some games he looks like he's got it, and then some games he looks like he's lost. But I don't know how much that is, the pressure that gets to him. I, he's got all the ability in the world, and he's in the slam dunk contest, by the way, just a side note. Oh, yeah, he's a good dunker. Yeah, but, you know, like, you got to think that he's – you got to want him to be a legitimate player at, one, at some point. Like, I, I don't understand how he's not starting. But then again, I can't say anything because they're winning, so you can't mess with the formula. You know, Thibodeau's doing something right, so how could you mess with it? True. And I just think that Toppin is one of these guys, man, that you're just like, bro, let him play. Let him start. Does LaMelo Ball start now for for Charlotte? I mean, he should. I think he does. I mean, if MJ said what he said about him. He's he's averaging 15.8 points, six rebounds, and 6.3 assists. How many minutes is he playing a game? Uh. Oh, he's in. Yeah, he's he's averaging twenty points since they put him in the starting lineup. Oh, so he's starting twenty points a game. I mean, he's legit. I can't believe it, but he's legit. He got, he got game. He got game. I'm shocked. I'm shocked that he's a legit player. Not that. Not that. I don't. I thought he'd be a ten point a game player, eleven points a game, twenty points a game is great. And you said something interesting last night that you think that it's from him playing overseas. And not playing in college and not playing, you know, He's playing that, with grown men. Right. At at 16 not, years old. Not not 18 year old boys. Right. <laughs> but it was Lithuania, was, though. Because until they're like 21, they're still not they're still boys. They're not men yet. Well, also they're trained different. You're going basketball. over there and playing with like, you know, these big dudes and Lithuania, just because they're playing in Lithuania doesn't mean they're only playing Lithuania players. He's going to be playing tons of different players from tons of different places. Lamelo, well, come come hang out with Andre Jalameskalaskaya, and we go and we go shoot some baskets, okay? <laughs> you know, like he must have hated it there, right? Yeah, he was probably just tearing it up, though. Yeah, he was probably sitting there going, like, "Oh, this is uh, this is just like." Ugh, like this is cold here. <laughs> There's a every place is made of stone and just nowhere, no heat, no nothing. 
I just think that, you know, I, I don't disagree with what you said. Um, it definitely helped playing with grown men. Not yet, but you know something, man? An 18-year-old kid is a is – a, is a, these basketball players are grown guys. Oh, of course. They, of and they're going to get bigger, obviously. But maybe – There's something it's about the type playing, of player. playing against a player that's it's a type of player. playing for a yes, long time. That's true. And that has a, f- a full, you know, body. These guys are – Right. You're playing, you're, playing, you're playing a 26, 27-year-old Lithuanian guy that's been playing basketball competitively since their whatever age. Exactly. You know, overseas they're starting to play pretty young, so you come across that situation. You even hear Luca saying it that that it's it's harder to play over there. Yes, he said that defenses here are Swiss cheese. Yeah, but that's that makes that that makes you better on offense, though. I think like yeah, playing sure. re- against really good defensemen because you got to find your ways around like that really good defense. So Ball's probably just like, oh, this is this is easy. This is easy. <laughs> Yeah, I, um, yeah, okay. I don't disagree, but you know, it's one of those, one of those things. Hey, let me ask you a question. Oh, uh, here we go. No, no, no. This is, this is a different question. Do you, how do you feel about this Dr. Seuss thing? Um, Politics aside. I don't know. That doesn't really, you know, like if it, if it's, a, if it's, if it's saying messed up stuff, then it should be out. Like, you right. know, if it's depicting messed up stuff, then just get rid of it. I agree. Doctor Seuss wasn't wasn't the greatest guy in the world, anyway. Right, so. and you know what else? Kind of a piece <clears throat> of shit. <laughs> right, and also the other thing is, is that they, re- look look him up. You'll just look it up. Out. Right, you don't like you don't need us to tell you that. Just Google it. Look what um, did to his wife. Just Google it. Um, also, the reason why I bring that up is because Disney has taken some movies off of Disney ones? Plus. Dumbo, hmm. the newer one. Uh, no, the cartoon. This is all the cartoons. They took off Dumbo because the crows, uh, yeah, they're black crows, and they're singing like a very like very racial song back from back in the day. So they gotcha. took that off, or uh, it's I either they took it off or they put a, a note stating that. Yeah, I mean that's fine. And then there was another one. There was uh, or put a warning. Oh, put, put a warning before the correct. Movie. And then they did. They took off Peter Pan. For what? Because Peter Pan dances with Indians, okay, and they so it's gotcha. like white kids dancing with Indians, and they put on headdresses, and then they call mm-hmm. them Redskins. That's tough. Mm-hmm. You got to you got to do something about that. And then they did the Aristocrats, or the Aristocats. Aristocats is that what it is? I, it's yeah. one of the two. Um, and in it, there's a cat that's uh-huh. Asian. And he's oh, playing, yeah, yeah. and he's playing the yeah, piano with I, the, yeah with the chopsticks. I watched this movie like a, like within a year ago. Yeah, playing the chopsticks on a piano and like doing yeah, like I an remember, Americanized version gotcha. of a Chinese yeah. accent. Yeah, dude, that's uh, listen. I remember, I remember I remember seeing that in that movie. I don't I don't blame it, man. That's that's you know it used to be it used to be you know like nobody like nobody you know, thought about it. Nobody thought about it. Yeah, but it's but now with the way the internet is and everything yeah, like everything's that, everything's accessible. Every, everybody's got a voice, which is great. I think that's a really good thing. Whether it's a whether it's when it's done the right way and it's not like politica- politicized, it's okay. You know, when it becomes like people are threatening people, you know, that's that's the worst. But you come across this situation like man, they're they made some stuff that they really got away with back in the day. The stuff with so you know if you if you're watching on Comcast, if you're watching Gone with the Wind, they don't explain if you hit info, they don't explain what the movie is, right? 
They just they just say this movie was made in 1940 something and it does not. It it was a different time and how things are handled, because uh, one of the guys was a plantation owner and in the show, not in the show, not in real life. And, uh, you know, they use a lot of derogatory terms and things like that. And they put a note in it. They don't even tell you what Gone with the Wind is about. They literally just put that note in the info section. Which is like, hey man, like that's their their movies were made like that. There's no question, you know, a lot of movies were made like that. But my thing is, is that what when you look at a Quentin Tarantino movie, look at Django. Okay. You know, where's where's the 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 cartoon ones? I get like that's just they're just completely. Well, I think with the, all the older stuff is. People blatantly it's people, blatantly and right. also yeah that and people aren't aware of it right before they see it with django it's kind of like you're aware of it before right. you see it you know? right and it was made this, movie, it, this movie's about the slaves were telling sure the history, the history movie, sure know? sure and i think that when you look at this like whereas that is that was just the norm i'm cool i'm cool with them taking them down I, or at least putting a note to a like note or editing yeah something, but you know what though you know? man like kids stuff like you're you don't want kids to, to know this kind of stuff. You know, you want them, you want people to, to uh, uh, but then again, maybe you want kids to know because you want them to know that it's not right. But then if it's a cartoon depicting these certain things, you know, like what's, what, how it's a, it's confusing for a kid uh, of any race or color, ethnicity. It's just tough. You know, you know, like it's really hard to make the right decision sometimes. Of what's you know what's correct, what's not correct, and you know this can uh, the the cancel co- culture, which like I'm okay with certain things. Like I think that you know a lot of these things should definitely be changed, but then there's but then there's some that are just like that they just kind of like really like all right guys like this not a no, who's offended by some of these things. Mm. There was one I saw that was really crazy. Oh the did you see the one? I don't know if it's crazy, but I just saw it. Uh, the Pepe Le Pew one. That Pepe Le Pew is encouraging rape culture. I could see that. I could see it too. But it's just like, boy, oh boy. I never like, thought of it that uh, way. Right. I, I don't think tot- a kid. I could totally see it like, you know, like we're being stalkerish. But then again, think of a kid though. If a kid's watching this and yeah, they think it's okay. Yeah. Right? I just, I just want to know if you saw it. There was just something that popped in my head before, and I was like, "Well, whatever." We'll talk I saw about it. This. I know. Let's talk about this. Let's see what the deal is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but that was like something that I saw, and I was like, "Oh boy!" Did you also see that there was a meteor that went over London, mm-hmm. like a very big meteor that like lit up the sky? Wow! And it like it dissolved in the air, and they were finding pieces of it all over the place. And they started like bugging out, like, whoa, like, I guess they, they were taking samples of what it was, like why it was able to live in the atmosphere and, and, and get through, excuse me, get through the atmosphere and then stay in like how strong it was and everything like that. It was pretty wild that, so that got me also thinking about, I'm sorry, I'm going off a tangent here, but it was just a couple of things I saw in the news. Um, What if, so let's pretend, how does, a how would earth handle a meteor, like a very, like a really close meteor. Now you always get in the news every now and then like meteors that are like, Oh my God, this meteor is going to pass earth by 6 billion miles. Like, you know, like some stupid thing like that, you know, well, I feel like they try and get, they, they try to get things to like, uh, 
like I don't know, like point it in a different direction, like push it into a different direction or something like that. They'll maybe try and shoot something at it. I think they, I, as is that a thing? I thought. I don't know. I'm just. Like they I'm, try to re- revert it, or is that a, is that I, a thing? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Another, I am. I am not a NASA to scientist. Miss, to miss, but I would. I, I would love drive. to know. I would love to know what the protocol is. If they were like, "Hey, there's a really big meteor coming here, and uh, we got to do something about it." Like, I'm sure, it happens uh, all the time. You just don't even know about it. I guess when I guess certain ones are just coming like uh, think about it, though, I'm sorry to make this so negative, but if there was technically so and as people believe and what scientists say is that dinosaurs were, you know, extinct because of a meteor three you know million years ago, whatever the exact number of years ago it was like that happened once in Earth's whole time of being around. One giant meteor, only once. What if it happened before that? Well, I don't know. I don't know how old Earth is. That People only could assume how old Earth is. You know, there are dinosaur bones. I mean, a million years ago is a long freaking time. That's a lot of time, my man. Yeah, so it could have happened more than what once. What if there was never a meteor? You ever think about that? Like if the dinosaurs That's never, uh, yeah, like dinosaurs <laughs> just chilling. Welcome to Jurassic. <laughs> <laughs> like, are people? Do you think people continue to like grow? Like, do people become people? Well, well I guess there were cavemen. Far back out then, questions, right? man. It's real far yeah. out. I know. I'm sorry. This was like some of the tangents. If I can't sleep, that I go on, where I'm staring at a ceiling, going, "I wonder if the dinosaurs well, are still around." <laughs> well, I feel like uh, I feel like the phone's been listening to us because. I got a Facebook ads like saying like, oh, here's here's a, a deck of cards of 50 cards of like uh, conversation starters for like a podcast. Oh, I get. Yeah, I get podcast stuff. all I was the just time. like, what the hell is this? And I, I think like, a oh, lot of it. It's probably it's probably like a lot of that, those things that you would read. Like, oh, well, let me ask you a question. Do you Google? Do you ever Google like the word? Not not as vague, but the word podcast in something. I mean, maybe if I'm maybe if I was looking up another podcast or something. So like I so sometimes I'll Google just to get some ideas for the show and how to make it you know better and try to make you know to to expand on the show. I'll always like maybe right. go on Google and see what people are doing differently and things like that. And uh, if I do that once, I get on Facebook, on on Twitter, on uh, Instagram. Oh, you're starting a podcast? Great. No, this is how you can get all your listeners. Like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, what do you just pushing what, it along or something? or something? Yeah, right. Like, Box. I remember, I remember when Instagram first came out, and they had a, a program that you can get fifty thousand followers. Yeah, like, they had a, an algorithm to do it, but it was all oh, pretty man. much like spam people. Mm-hmm. But you got listeners, so it was like you were manipulating Instagram. To try and get paid more, like to get paid. Because if you have a certain amount of followers, yeah, right. not listeners, excuse me, a certain amount of followers on Instagram, you make money. And that's why you see people have their own Instagrams that are, you know, them doing funny videos and this and that. I could do some funny videos. Could you? What would be your first funny video? I don't know. I could do definitely something with the cat. That's hilarious. Cats are, listen, that's the number one thing you search on YouTube are cats. Cats are the first thing that gets that gets I'm looked up. Seriously, considering making a pay a YouTube page for my cat because he does so much dumb shit that it's too yeah. Funny. But do you think that's going to change when he gets neutered? Like he's going to uh, chill out. I better, like, I better, ah, I better start over. packing in the material in the next couple weeks. <laughs> I don't know. It's just listen. Animals are funny. 
Yeah. Animals are the funniest. Like animals can be funnier than people. Yeah, definitely. Anytime I see a video with an animal and they're making like a stupid face, like when they call them or something kills me every time. Or, or if someone does a voiceover. Well, that uh, shout out to Tony Baker, who has the best Instagram of animal voiceovers. The ostrich one, I highly recommend. I've watched that a thousand times and I can't stop laughing from it. <laughs> I, I, I'll see if I can find the link and I'll put it on with the show. But it was one of the funniest things I've watched. It, I don't know how many times I showed Nicole it. I don't know how many times. And we, we I'll just watch it every now and then I'll start cracking up. The ostrich is like attacking a guy and he's doing the voice like, hey, man, hey, man, what you go? Oh, 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 and he started running away. The ostrich is one of the weirdest looking animals on the face of the earth, by the oh, way. 100%. The giant bird with giant legs that can't fly. Like, like ridiculous. They're scary, man. Dude, they're real scary. Giant. Their heads are huge. Yo, that is a weird animal. And they run <laughs> like the running, the running is killer. <laughs> like they take off and they have these big bodies and they're just going. Those are dinosaurs. Those and crocodiles and alligators, dinosaurs. They survived. I don't know how they did it, but they did. They survived. Yeah. Like a, a slight piece of species. From right. Them. Just stuck they around. Crocodiles and alligators is pretty scary, man. They're scary, but they taste good though. You've had alligator or crocodile. You have alligator. Alligator. It was good. Yeah. I like hear it's chicken. chewy. Tastes like chicken. Stop. Really? I swear. I had it when I was in. How Dallas. was it cooked? It was fried. They just fry it up. What did it make it like chicken nuggets? Basically. Hey, y'all, come on down and try our uh, gator nuggets. Well, I don't remember <laughs> where we were. I was working down, when I was working down there. It was steak. I don't know some random restaurant, and then they were like. About, uh, they were ordering appetizers for the table and they were like, oh, this was alligator. And, I was like, <laughs> and then I saw like two other people try it and they were like, oh, it's fine. And I just ate it and then taste, taste. I was like, oh, this tastes just like chicken. That's probably like the weirdest thing. I wonder if you could get, I wonder if you could get gator meat like on Amazon. You could probably get it like, I'll just order it. I guarantee you could get it at some sort of beef store around here. Stop. Like a, meat, a meat market or something. No way. Or gator? Or you, you could call a meat market and they could get it for you. Oh, that I believe. You could call them and be like, "Hey, can you ever get any alligator?" And they could probably like <laughs> hook it up. <laughs> wait, they're probably like, "Wait, I'll you call said my I'll call my alligator guy. <laughs> He's down in Tallahassee." Hey, hey, Mitch. <laughs> hey, Mitch. <laughs> I need. Hey, Mitch, you got any more of that gator? I need. A, I need a stomach here by Thursday. <laughs> stomach. And you know what? Throw a couple yeah, like of legs part, in. Yeah, like what part of the alligator is? Are you getting fed? Like, who knows? Is it just like? Yeah, exactly. Hey, I got a, I got, a, I caught a tooth in mine. <laughs> yeah. I, in this one. I would like to try elk. I know that's very Joe Roganish. Yeah, but I'll try. I would really yeah, try. I would, I'd really like some of the like stuff venison. he cooks. I would try all that. I've had venison before. I hear rabbit is delicious. Veiny. Yeah, I don't. It's probably veiny. I, I probably gamey. No, not veiny. Gamey, right? I probably wouldn't eat rabbit. I wouldn't eat rabbit. I would eat, I would eat like deer and all that stuff. All right, venison. I've had venison. It's just very pulley. Yeah. It's like eating veal. Mm. Right. I want to try gator now. It's not, it's, it's kind special. of. It seems like such a like. I don't like. I'm looking nothing, at it. It's nothing special. I know. I'm like looking at. It, I'm thinking like. It, does it smell fishy? No. It tastes like chicken. It looked. It looked like chicken. It looked like chicken. It tastes like chicken. Like chicken. It must it must be gator. <laughs> well, what came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> the gator. The gator. 
I just think that I would like to try some of those things. I'm not big on trying too many things. I'm a very creature of habity kind of guy. I'm good with like a bite of something. Like I'll try. Yeah, I, I would too. But I don't like spicy though. So that's the thing. Like I, you know what I want. You know what I'll never try. And I know it's kind of stinks, but I ne- I'll never try a gumbo. Mm, I think you could. I think you could live with trying a, cu- a couple of bites of a gumbo. I just don't. I don't. I know it's spicy. I just want nothing to do with spicy. Yeah, I don't understand there's, spicy. There's definitely like mild. It's probably like mild gumbos. You know, yeah. where it's like it's like the spiciness you'll get out of like a buffalo wing. Like it's not that hot. You know. But I don't like buffalo wings either. I know, but they're not that hot. <laughs> They're like a little hot. They got a little temperature. You know what my fear is with with buffalo wings? It's just I don't I don't want to poop fire later. Like I don't want I don't like that I don't like that situation. <laughs> I don't like that situation. I don't like I don't like the feeling. I always feel like they're hot poops, like just Jesus. absolute fire. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's true though. I just don't like that. I like plain wings. I like having wings and wingettes and just having them plain cooked like, on the grill. I, done. I prefer wings like with barbecue. I'm a more of a barbecue sauce person. Right. Wings. Like dry rub. Call me weird. I like dry, dry rub. Sauce. I like dry rub on there. Just plain cooked real good. Chewy. I like those taking them right off the bone. Mm. Like I don't like hot sauce. I don't understand why people like hot sauce. I understand. I I understand hot sauce on eggs is supposedly fantastic. Huge market. I love the guys that walk around with the hot sauce on the belt. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Hold on, y'all. Let me get some of this hot sauce out. Like, (laughs) take it out. Takes his top off. Like, flicks off the cap with his finger. Like, speaking of hot sauce, I watched a video the other day of Shaq eating the one chip. Yeah, 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 and he told and he told Barkley, hey, 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 Chuck, hey, Chuck, I bet you twenty bucks I don't even make a face, yeah. and, he, and then he coughs and they yeah. start cracking up. And yeah. He coughs and then he looks at the camera and goes, "It's hot." Yeah. <laughs> you, can you can get those. You can get I know those. you get them. I think you almost get them anywhere now. It's the one chip that. challenge. I would imagine, dude. Think about how smart that is. Like, what if it was just a like? What if like Lay's or or like one of these other companies well, were behind they're hoping, that? They're hoping that people are gonna eat it, record it, post it. Of course, tag them. Of course, tag them. Of course, it's that a genius will, marketing genius. move. Genius. But I'm just saying, like, imagine a big company is behind it. Like, they saw like these guys have spicy chips, and they're like, "Hey, make that shit spicier," and we're just gonna sell it as the one chip challenge. And they just started distributing it. Here, we'll we'll survive. We'll we'll supply the chips. You make the you make the so- the sauce or whatever, whatever goes. However, they make it. <laughs> you sauce make the or, chip. <laughs> we make the chip. You make the sauce. Put it together. Here's your little plastic container. Make it the one chip challenge. And then it took off. They made a show. Well, not it wasn't really a show about chip potato chips, but it was the chicken wing one where the celebrities come on. Yes. And they're eating hot wings. Like their stomachs must be rocked after that. <laughs> Like, how are you eating all that? Some people are trained. The best guy is Joey Chestnut. Like, what he eats. Yeah, he's the king. How does he do that? He's the Don. The Don. <laughs> like, he just came in. He was just like, yeah, I'm just going to house, like, 85 hot dogs. Ugh, that's so disgusting watching him eat them, though. It, You know, when you're younger, it's like cool to watch and you're, it's funny. And then you get older and you're just like, Oh, how is he doing this? Yeah. How is he doing this? My stomach hurts watching him. 
that's crazy. The then he does a few though. He does like the ribs. He does no, he chicken does wings. He does he everything. Does but then a lot of those guys are like vegetarian, like mac and cheese or something. Yeah, dude, wild, like wild. He does a couple weird ones. He does like deviled eggs or something like that. Or heart, heart. Oh, I saw that the one deviled those, egg ones. Yeah. Like, good lord, it's one of those. It's one of the two. Deviled think, eggs or hard boiled eggs. What do you think his net worth is? Probably a couple million. What's his name? Joey Chestnut. You got to think he's making a decent buck, bro. He's he's estimated to be worth one point five million dollars. Yeah, I believe it. When he wins the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, it pays the winners a whopping $10,000 every year. 10 grand to eat. I don't know. <laughs> for, for, Not for nothing. For 12 this is, minutes, whatever. Listen, this is right. This, this is pretty funny. So it goes. However, however long it is. The Nathan's hot dog eating contest pays its winners a whopping $10,000 every year. Every year. An event Chestnut has won 13 times. <laughs> How many pounds do you think that is of hot dog? Do so you think it's a hundred pounds of hot dog? Probably. In Thirteen years. Buns and. Oh right, he's got to eat the buns too. And so it's probably water. more. He drinks the water too. Oh, God. He dips them in the water. Oh, 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 That's what oh. does it for me. Like, I don't like plain hot dogs. I have to have something on a hot dog. What yeah, you can't. Uh, yeah, plain hot dogs. Whatever you're putting on it. Plain hot dogs like eating like just like a baloney out of a package. Just like here, like you know, like eat some rolled up bologna and call it a day. Ugh. Like nothing on it, just here. And then you're and then you're burping hot dogs all day. Do you think do you think the best food at a stadium? Where do you think the best food is for around this local? I don't even think it's I don't even think it's close. For what? The best food at a stadium local wise, like from the teams that are here. We've I've eaten at almost every single one of them. It's probably City Field. It's City Field, I think, without a doubt. Between Shake Shack, the pastrami they place, every, they just have everything. Yeah, I didn't. I never liked the food at Yankee Stadium. It was very. It was too ballparky. City Field gives you a nice, like it's a nice presentation. I know I'm being very biased because I'm a Met fan, but like the pastrami sandwich is not like a couple of thin slices. They're giving you chunks of pastrami. And if you're like Billy Doyle, eat it in the second inning and then pass out for the rest of the game. <laughs> no, first ice cream. Oh, first ice right. He eats the ice cream first in the first inning, which is a seventh inning rule. And then he eats a pastrami sandwich. Then he'll get a chicken fingers and fries in the eighth, you know, to wash the beers down. <laughs> he's like, he's like Joey Chestnut at one at one city field baseball game, a Met game. He's gonna keep house and food. That one time a year. Yeah. <laughs> How uh do you think the te- how do you think the the leagues have been handling having players back? Uh, excuse me, uh, fans back, not players back. Well, like they have, you haven't heard, I mean, you haven't, yeah, I mean, really you haven't them. really heard anything. You know, you've obviously the the uh, Knicks yeah. and the Rangers have had players. Oh, Jesus, boy, I can't talk right. Have had fans back. Um, I mean, it's good. I mean, it's starting to open up things, and then now you got Texas getting rid of you know. Texas and Mississippi and a bunch of other places, no more masks, but you know, not, I'm not, I'm highly against it. I think that everyone should be wearing masks until at least I would say 70% of the country is, you know, vaccinated. But when you think about it, New Jersey is so much more condensed than Texas is. Texas could have a town of like 200 people. You know, it's just, it's just like one of those things where you're just like, Maybe maybe it's okay in that area. 
You know, you just don't know. I don't know. It was just something I saw, and I was like, eh, all right, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll know in, we'll know in due time because then yeah. people start getting sick again. Then, you know, right, then they're going to have to mandate it again. But let's just hope they're talking to the scientists and everybody. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah, hopefully they're hopefully like they're not just making it up. Better, you know? Right. Yeah. If that they're not just making it Listen, up. They're like, ah, we're fine. good now. No, Yeehaw. No. Yeah. If everyone's <laughs> fine and no one else is getting sick, then right. by all means, you know. What was the thing you wanted to talk about with uh, with the angels? Um, oh, uh, Otani. Otani. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's back, baby. He's back. Uh, he's he's the one he's the Japanese pitcher that they have pitcher slash hitter that they have. He's starting. He just had Tommy John surgery, but he's back now. Uh, he was back last year, but he wasn't pit- he didn't pitch at all last year. He just hit. Yeah, he just played DH. Yeah. Um, do you think they're, you're going to start seeing more and more players that can do that? No. Nah. Or you think that the MLB will look for I more players that I do that? They- I think you'll see maybe like some guys coming from either like Cuba or Dominican that or, they're like, Oh, I pitched Japan. also. Yeah. Yeah. Or I, you know, I, I mean, also you got to think, think a lot of these kids when they're growing up, like they're, they're hitting. Know, yeah. They're hitting and they're pitching. Yep. Well, not, yeah. not every kid is pitching. That's what I'm saying. But a lot of them, you know, they were like, Oh, we have three pitchers on our team, but they also, also all play the outfield and they're mm-hmm. all, they have great arms also. Right. And they could all hit. That's why you see like pitchers like Degrom, like you know, who are like pretty good hitters, decent hitters, right? I just think that if you're like, what if you're a parent and you see your kid is somewhat talented, I would have to think he has to be a talented pitcher first before he's a good hitter, right? Yeah. Unless so, like, unless like unless he was just a good hitter all along, and then like he got put into a situation where and like, he's like, oh yeah, yeah my kid could pitch, pitch too, yeah, and yeah, if you could see if he could pitch, and then because like, oh, I would have he to throws, think he throws pretty fast, you know, being that kind of Renaissance baseball player makes you very more valuable, like just like a lefty p- a pitcher is, you know, yeah, like you could go either way with it. A, an average lefty pitcher can make a hundred million dollars in baseball. An average lefty pitcher. Wow, think about it. I should should freaking learned how to yeah should have learned how to pitch should have been a pitcher should have learned should have learned yeah you know they would have somehow we would have blessed you with extra strength in your arm to throw 95 miles an hour no nah, i would have threw junk junk boogers on the ball i've been throwing knuckleballs <laughs> i just i just think that if you're a parent you know you got to be and your kid plays ball like you got to be yeah, looking at that option, like, "Hey, listen, don't forget, my kid also throws ninety-two. Yeah, if they, if they're really good, you know. Eventually, you got to be like, "Hey, let's see how fast you actually could throw it." Right. I have to though, but this was the other thing I was thinking. You know, with Otani, like, you got to figure he gets beat up though, because pitching and hitting, and then playing, so playing the field every day, and then pitching—that's well, no, 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 a no, lot, no, no, man. No, 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 no. He's not playing the field. He plays DH when he hits. Oh, does he? He doesn't yeah. play the field at all. No, he plays. So he defense. just hits. I think if they would, if they would need him, right, for for a crazy circumstance, he would play like right field or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think that would. I mean, I'm sure it's happened before. So pool so pool holes is playing, plays first base every yeah. pretty much every game. Okay. Well, also he wasn't. You know, Otani wasn't really like around. Did you hear the thing that Pujols his age is lied? Yeah, everyone says, everyone says that he's way older than what he what they say well, he they is. Say, they say he's born in 1980, so who knows? <laughs> oh my god, 41. <laughs> well, I guess I guess that kind of makes no, that's, sense. That's, no, that's what his real age. That's what his age is everywhere. Is 1980? Oh, that he's, that he's forty. That he's 41. 41. So 
this this agent is saying he's older than that because they're saying like look at the look he signed this 10-year deal mm-hmm. and he basically declined right from there i have to think though that sometimes when these guys get paid like that Coast you know Coast. guaranteed guaranteed baseball contracts man like Coast. it's coast los angeles but let alone let alone he had an mvp uh a hall of fame career before he went to st uh to uh anaheim los angeles yeah, yeah. so he was just like they paid him and he was probably like all right so uh you know how I was like in the gym every game or every day i'm going to go like every other day now cuz yeah. i'm kind of i'm good like you guys paid me and uh i'll still hit don't worry i mean he still he still had pretty decent seasons but he wasn't he yeah, wasn't ridiculous. he wasn't the 300 million dollar man that they signed that just shows you back again from what we said from the last podcast the angels are a bad signing team they sign these guys and they just Josh don't Hamilton. pan out. Yeah, man. Well, Josh and done, but he was done when he got there. Look at Hamilton. Just look at who are they. Who else do they have? The guy was the third baseman for Washington that he went there. Wait, Not right. Who they signed uh, the guy that was the third baseman for Washington. Oh, Rendon. Yeah, like yeah, he, he had a good year though. But he had a good year. But it's like you know, like they can hit. They always hit. They just don't have the pitch. I think they should be building their farm system. That's why I think Otani's going to coming in this year is going to be big for them. I mean, if you look at their first, their their one to five, they have good hitters, yeah, and they also have the best. And they also have the and they also have the best player. Numbers are freakish. Career. Yeah. Yeah. I know. A career two ninety nine batting average. So he he could get it to three hundred probably. It's a 299, Ethan, is is ridiculous. Yeah. 3,200 hits. 662 home runs. So he, he's passed Willie Mays. 40 home, so he's 38 home runs away from 700. 700. He he'll probably get, get that. Yeah, he'll get that. And then he's got 2,100 RBIs. How many home runs has he had the last three seasons? Like, each season, you don't have to do the math. I know one, I know one of the seasons he had, he had a lot. Mm-hmm. Hang on. But him and Miguel Cabrera have like ridiculous numbers. Hall of Famers. They're both Hall of Famers. You know, easy. First, well, they should be, but I don't think they will be. Just because that's. Nah, with over 600, with almost 700 home runs and 30. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. And and also, uh, Miguel Cabrera was also the first triple crown winner in about 40 years or 30 years. Longer than that. Was it longer? It might have been 50 years. That's amazing. And they said that was something you'd never see. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. You know what? Baseball has the one record I don't think you'll ever see. Minus the 100-point game. 56. 56. 56 yeah, 56-game hitting streak. Because that's that's hard. All right. So 2020, he only had six homers. But half a season. So what's the season before that? But he played that? in 39 games, and there were 60 games. So he was okay. for a little bit. And then what was the two seasons before that? 23. Mm-hmm. Played in 131 games. Mm-hmm. And the year before that, he had 19, but he only played 117 games. Okay. That ain't bad. And then he had 23, 31, 40, mm-hmm. 28, 17. He actually, he's hit a lot of home runs with LA. No, he's hitting home runs, man. I mean, that's what they kind of need him to do, isn't it? Yeah. Just hit home runs. So. I mean, he signed with LA when he was 32. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the end. That is like his end of his, you know. It's like the end of your prime. He had some freakish years with, with the St. Louis. All fame. Wow. All fame years. He had one, two, three, 
four straight years of 40 plus homers. <sighs> He's hit 46 times. Wow. Think he was doing juice? I don't know. I mean, definitely, he definitely could have been. Right? Yeah. Miguel Cabrera. Wow. He's got, he's, he's 13 away from 500. He doesn't have 500 yet. Five, he doesn't have 500 home runs? Nope. Really? Four, 487. Huh. And then he has 2,866 hits. So he needs, you know, 134 hits. 134 hits? Yeah, am I looking at that right? Yeah, I think so. 134 huh. hits. To get to what? To what 3, 000, number? 3,000. 3, wow, he doesn't have 3,000 hits yet? So he, oh, but he's he, hurt, though. He gets hurt a lot. He needs like two more seasons, and he could definitely get that. He's still on the Tigers, years. right? I believe so, yeah. He's going to be their DH, probably. I think he played pretty well last year. He played he, Mickey. He, played, he played in 57 games. He played in every, almost every game last year. Good. I hope he has a good year. 10 homers, I like 35 RBIs. Yeah, he looked good. I like him. Um, but, yeah, so. All right. So we have actually an interesting show on Wednesday. At least it's scheduled. Um, we are going to be talking to a guy by the name of Alan Payne. Alan Payne owned the last couple of blockbusters in the United States after it was bankrupt and everything. He wrote, he has a, he has a book that he's going to be releasing. I believe there is a documentary as well on it. And uh, Ethan and I thought it would be a good idea to talk to him because one thing's one is that we went to blockbuster when we were kids and that was the go-to place on a Friday or Saturday night. If you wanted to go rent a, rent a movie and, or a video game, obviously, but I think Blockbuster is a real interesting situation because Blockbuster, as a little little side note, had the opportunity to buy Netflix for $30 million at one point. And Alan's going to talk to us about a lot of that stuff. And we're going to get into how he became a Blockbuster owner and questions like that. So if anything, you, you get any ideas, something you want to ask, great. I'm going to be asking him a crap ton of questions as well as Ethan. And uh, we'll have a little fun, change things up, you know. Can't always talk sports all the time. And if we come across something that somebody's willing to come on the show, why not? Go always have a little fun with somebody. So um, that's pretty much it. And um, we'll see you guys on Wednesday. We have uh, Mr. Alan Payne on for some blockbuster action. <laughs> and uh, that's it. So um, hit like, hit subscribe on the Twitter. And, uh, you know, have a good rest of the week. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. E, you got anything? No, everyone uh, have a good couple of days and we'll get to you with our interview in a couple of days. All right. Catch you later. Thanks for listening. Love you. Peace.